0: Shall we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, please? And we'll read the whole, we'll read 31 of 12 and the whole of um, of 1 Corinthians 13. Um, it's probably one of the most celebrated scriptural texts that there is. Um, For someone who perhaps has a wedding or a funeral and some kind of notional awareness of of poetry or poetry and scripture, then 1 Corinthians 13 is often a default. Let's just read it together. And now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then shall I know fully, even as I am fully known. And now as these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is considered a romantic thing, an emotional thing state of mind, perhaps, Um, and you get the sense of those um, who want something special on their wedding day, they turn to 1 Corinthians 13 and um, just enjoy the poetry. Um, It's completely out of context, and what I, I want us to think about tonight is 1 Corinthians 13 in its context which actually gives a very different complexion on what is, of course, a beautiful piece of prose. It's not about romance. It's about action. It's not about emotion. It's about doing things for other people. And it's uh, obviously um, maybe two or three quarters of the way through Paul's letter to the Church of God in Corinth, which was a church that is really quite remarkable. I don't know, like me, you like me, uh, maybe it's me getting old, but you get bouts of insomnia. (laughs) And um, I find one of the things that's really helpful is to um, get my iPad uh, in the dark and read a book, a scripture, in its entirety. And I didn't really know where I was going this time last night for the ministry tonight, but... Um, in a bout of insomnia, I thought, I'll read 1 Corinthians. And um, you get to chapter 13, and it's in the context of a, of a church. And if you read the whole book all at once, uh, that also is, a, is an interesting thing to do because you get a sense of what the message was. And you get a church which you get the impression is very, very gifted. They have every flavour of gift that there is to have But it's a church that's very dysfunctional and uh, giving priority to certain gifts. They're giving some kind of elevation to the gift of tongues in particular. And Paul, if you read chapter 14, he's very dismissive of what they do with the gift of tongues. Um, And in all of that context, where he's addressing a gifted but dysfunctional church of God... He comes up with this statement about love. Its true application is for ourselves in the Church of God in Manchester, and I'd like us to read it again um, and think about our relationships with each other. We're not at a wedding or a funeral. We're not looking out. We're not looking out for some kind of, um, you know, heartstring pulling piece of prose or poetry were in a real church of God that comprises real people that are gifted, gifted by the Holy Spirit to work together and to work together in a way that is entirely honouring to God and that is entirely productive in terms of a community of called together people serving. And it's in that context that Paul talks about love and it's almost like all this stuff that you're proud of that's going on, all this um, exercising of gift and things, you know, this is what really counts. And I'd like to read it again, as I say, and this time I want us to be reflecting on ourselves as an individual, but in the context of our brothers and sisters around us in the Church of God in Manchester And our objective is to work together in service to God in accordance with his um, plan. Let's read it again. And now I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts. Always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. It's the Apostle's aspiration for people in a church of God um, who, to his frustration, (laughs) Or dysfunctional, and please, I think the Church of God in Manchester is far from dysfunctional. I think it's a it's a great place to be. the The challenge is, um, to what extent, is our is our community characterised by the love that the kind of love that Paul uh, was saying to the people in Corinth. You're consumed with the wrong things. The most excellent way is down to our behaviour and our practical activity with each other. I think there's some really great examples um, in our present situation of opportunities to show love and it's, it's practical love. And I want to... I'm aware this is an introduction to a prayer time Practical love, prayer is a big part of it, but it's active, proactive, um, well thought through prayer that has the interests of, of other people at heart. Just two other scriptures, Roman, uh, sorry, uh, John 13 verse 1. And this is a nice scripture to think about its context as well. It's written by the Apostle John in his old age, reflecting back on his experience with the Lord. And in, uh, it's in the upper room. And uh, at the beginning of his account, his now 50-year-old memory of uh, what the upper room was all about, um, he says in verse 1 of chapter 13, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew the time had come. For him to leave this world and to go to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. I think I've said it before, that for the prior three years and all the memories that John would have had, um, he would have so appreciated the practical loving kindness that the Lord demonstrated to his disciples and to everyone he encountered just meeting people at their level, exactly where they were and being what they needed. And John reflects back and says, having loved his own that were in the world for those three years, he says now we start to see the full extent of his love. He loved them to the end or loved them to the uttermost or other expressions. It's a great study. Go through 1 Corinthians 13 and look for examples of that practical active love in the life of the Lord and you you can work it through in the upper room ministry from his interaction with Judas from his washing the disciples feet from his interaction with Peter um, from the uh, institution of the remembrance from the promise of the Holy Spirit um, from his prediction of his own death and the um, rejection of him, uh, and then the restoration, and a whole in John's mind. Now a mature disciple with a whole lifetime of service, and that's when we first saw the beginning of the fullness of the Lord's love expressed to us. Go to verse thirty-four of John thirteen, and the Lord says, "A new command I give you: love one another." As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The benchmark is his love. And it's not about romance or emotion. Um, it's not about poetry. Uh, it's not about songs or however the world might dress this up. It's about practical relationships and action uh, between those that we love, um, I feel so privileged to be one who, in a limited way, has experienced what the fellowship, fellowship is like in other places. And um, obviously, Myanmar, very close to our hearts, but mine in particular, having been there, um, you get a sense like like in no other context, of what this love is like. Hard to explain. You get it in Manchester Assembly, I really believe that, but you kind of go to a place, maybe for the first time, and there's an instant click. I was talking to a, um, a business client today who knew me from Emerson days, and he said, what do you miss? <laughs> it's two years, imagine that. Um, and I said, well, maybe the people... And then I'm thinking, actually, I don't really miss the people. <laughs> it's a shocking thing to say. I spent 25 years with a, a group of great people, but it's not love. Um, this that we've been called into um, is something that is at a different level. And I just encourage us to try and think of these scriptures in their context, the John 13, the 1 Corinthians 13, and their context is all about our relationships with each other and how we... Um, support in very active, practical ways each other when the need is there.